Junkies, welcome back in for Pigskin Junkies with myself, Michael Larson, my big brother, Jared Larson. Um, Jared and I obviously didn't have the results we thought we were going to have this past weekend in Atlanta um, with the Auburn Tigers losing. Um, but overall, Jared, I ended up, I think, going, I think I was 3-2-2 uh, and two this week, which is a little brutal with uh, two two pushes, but... Um, you had Clemson. That was a loser. No, I had Miami. Or you had Miami. Yeah. That was, a, that was, a that was one of those uh, when I said it, and I, I pretty much, if you go back and listen to the podcast, everything I said was basically saying pick Clemson, but yeah, I had already pick picked Miami. Picked, I'm like, I had, what, are you, I had, what are you doing? I had already picked Miami, and there's no way of backing out of your picks <laughs> online. So uh, that was that. Yeah, UCF was a push. Wisconsin uh, you probably got Wisconsin as a push, although I bet Ohio State minus three and a half right before the game. Uh, so for the purposes of this podcast, it's a push. But you want to start there? What do you mean? With, uh, with Ohio State, Wisconsin. Sure. Because they – that game was not close. Um, I watched pretty much every snap, and then I fell asleep like – Right at the end there, but uh, <laughs> not close. But <laughs> four fifty to two ninety in the yards department, uh, and most of that was gained by Wisconsin in the last, say, I don't know, eight, seven, eight minutes of the game. So I felt like Ohio State dominated to turn the ball over three crucial times. Uh, it was 3-1 there for a while. And then, of course, Wisconsin throws the interception at the end of the game. Horny Brooks. Nice um, but, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a net negative two turnovers and you still are up by six for a majority of the game, um, it's kind of unbelievable to me. I think, I think they beat them a lot more than what the score may have indicated. Yeah, but Ohio State needed to obviously. I don't even know if they needed to look any better. It, they weren't it, getting it, in, dude. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. It was banned uh, the whole way. We'll get into that later. Um, but um, yeah, that was kind of the game I was expecting from Wisconsin. Um, just an ugly. They needed it to be ugly, and that defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. So and that's that's how it played out. So they they had a chance down the stretch. I mean, a chance and opportunity. Yeah, which is, is that's all you can hope for when you're in yeah. those shoes. Um, it's like, hey, we were in the mix. Yeah, uh, blew out the and turf just, in the end zone. How about that? How would you like to have millions of people watching you sweat as you literally? There's pound, way too many people talking about that on Twitter. As you pound beads, rubber beads, into the ground. Yeah, the little pellets. You massage the earth. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I I think Gus Johnson is the greatest broadcaster ever, but uh, some of the people that I talk to disagree with me. But uh, I thought they made what was generally pretty uninteresting rather interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you it's not Gary. Uh, Unbelievable. He's the – we were talking about that this morning at workout. And they were like, I love Gary Danielson. I said, you guys are idiots. Gary Any- Danielson is the worst announcer. Like, CBS needs to very seriously consider finding yes. somebody else. Nestler's, Nestler's fine. Yeah. Gary Danielson is a total mush. Although Nestler, before the game, said, uh, yeah, SEC that, Auburn, championship, Alabama, Auburn, Auburn. Alabama. And we're like, yeah. uh, no. 
that was Gary, I did, um, Gary Danielson was probably talking about Tim Tebow during the broadcast. Like, let it go, man. <laughs> Just let it go. Well, and then uh, you throw in the fact that he basically said for Alabama that this week shouldn't count. I'm like, okay, well, if it doesn't count for one team, it doesn't count for all teams. So then Auburn stays at number two, right? Yeah, it's like, dude, you're just a little moron. As I said, the guy's a moron. But, yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, we'll save that one. We'll save the SEC championship game for last, and then we'll obviously talk the, the big talking point of the week, and that is the uh, playoff teams officially announced. Um, and if you've been living under a stupid rock, you already know who those teams are. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. So um, the other big t- – championship games i guess that had well really they're all blowouts if we're being if we're being totally honest everyone thought yeah. that this was going to be great these huge matchups and our game was close for three quarters and then it was not close right uh baker mayfield like i said on the podcast it's just a man possessed um i did see uh i think you posted it on twitter today yes that the georgia fans got his number yeah, I think it was somebody in Oklahoma, and then it just circulated, and I'm sure everyone was like, dude, this is Baker's number, text it. And he's going to come – now, they're going to give up 60, but he's going to single-handedly hang 70 by himself. <laughs> the guy is going to be – I hope you're right, dude. But that My thing with Georgia is their pass rush isn't really that effective. Um, we, they moved the – Auburn moved the ball. Right. Um, the, the issue is not moving the ball. The issue was uh, the turnovers and the and the timeliness of them or lack well, thereof, depending and on those, who, you, who you talk to. Yeah. And two I, turnovers, obviously. Exactly. Um, and those – well, obviously, we're, we're trying to save that one for last, talks, but I know everything kind of comes back to it. Um, Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, with Oklahoma um, – I think everyone was it was a similar thing with like oh rematch uh, TCU you know they pride themselves on defense and yada 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 and I just I don't think people understand how unbelievable Baker Mayfield is. Like, yeah, it's just, become pretty evident they're not going to have any trouble scoring on anybody. No, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Like they're hanging, they're hanging forty on everybody. Right. So you're guaranteed you better, thirty. Offense better bow up and. and score some points so you're not going to win right um so i was impressed with that i think oklahoma i'm surprised oklahoma um eh, no no i think they're good didn't get the one on the no with the way clemson yeah was played. no oh god so yeah i mean i guess we'll, plus, we'll segue that plus, way in and there I feel like, and i feel like everyone talks about clemson like they're not the defending champions exactly like hey everybody uh they won last year so and they lost one game, which everybody has done. There's no undefeated teams in the Power Five. Yep, there you go. They, they won their conf- they won their conference champion by uh, championship by a million, oh. and they deserve to be the number one seed. That's for me. That was a no brainer. Right. They've quality wins are all there. Well, and they were number I mean, one whatever. last week, so I mean, they by no means with what they did should have fallen off. No, so I, I'm not surprised. Oklahoma two makes sense to me. Um, very frankly said, I think even if we beat Georgia, we probably slipped to three with the way Oklahoma won, mm-hmm. um, unless unless it was a blowout and then um, you know, Bama at the end, but we'll, we'll get there. So I wasn't surprised by Clemson. Um, I think Oklahoma was appropriately slotted at number two. 
given their destruction of, of TCU. Yeah, it was uh, both those teams took care of business and looked good doing it um, mm-hmm. offensively and defensively, I feel like. Um, really took care of business. And so then we'll, we'll go to the SEC championship game, and, and you already hit the nail on the head, Jared. I think the, the big thing in that game is that first fumble, Auburn is either going to go up if they don't fumble. They can either go up ten nothing or fourteen nothing, and that's a totally different ball game. Instead, mm-hmm. fumble. Georgia goes down and scores at seven seven, and they have all the momentum in the world. And they went from literally almost being three and a half, four feet under, to being uh, totally resurrected and in control. Yep. And yep. you know, then blocked field goal, which would have been ten ten. Uh, lots of lots of moments where Auburn was about to get some big momentum back and kind of get back in the driver's seat. And, and the ball just went George's way. Yep. Uh, I mean, I didn't think that we were going to blow. I think even if we'd have scored there, <coughs> excuse me to say 10 or 14, nothing, I didn't think it was going to be a blowout. Uh, I mean, right. Georgia was running on the perimeters pretty effectively. Um, so even had we, you know, been able to get those first two, I think they'd have been able to score some points. Obviously they did. Uh, throughout the course of the game, but to your point, Micah, there you can't be net negative two turnovers and have a blocked field goal on what was a chip shot. I mean, so you know, obviously, I feel confident about Daniel Carlson making pretty much anything. Uh, I think it was like a what twenty twenty eight yarder or thirty one yarder or something like that, and mm-hmm. they blocked it. So um, you're talking about Auburn getting into the red zone twice and coming away with zero points, and that's just Georgia's too good of a team you're not going to be able to overcome that in a, in a game like that. Yeah. And, and Georgia definitely won the special teams battle. Um, shout out to coach Fountain. Uh, we got rid of the guy to get a more recruiting or a better recruiting coach and our special teams, it screams for help. Um, yep. And every yep. facet. Danny of the doesn't game. put it in the, if Danny didn't put it in the end zone, we were in trouble. Oh, cause nobody knows how to cover those on, lanes uh, were so ugly. Yeah, just just brutal. I think huh. they get I think they get surprised. So and you and I talked about this on Saturday. There was a point uh, in the fourth quarter where I looked up and I saw Jake Fromm was 16 of 20 for 183 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I you know I told you at the time and you agreed that if you'd have told us that was going to be his stat line at the end of the game, you would have assumed it would be an Auburn loss. Mm-hmm. So I've said that twice. I said, Jake Fromm's going to have to beat us. The reality is he did. Um, DeAndre Swift had that huge run, but other than that, you know, we kept him right around 100 yards, which as far as I'm concerned is a victory between uh, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. Yeah. uh, Maybe it was 110, something like that. But still, I I would consider that a win with those two guys. Yeah, and like you said, we talked about that after the game, and it was – they – made adjustments and that's what good football teams do they made adjustments coming into that game and we had some injuries where Carlton Davis is out at the end of the first quarter Trey Williams is out uh defensively and they thought they you know not like this is great coaching because any man who can see knew that you shouldn't after last game try and beat Auburn between the tackles yeah, because you're exactly. running right into the teeth of their best part. And really, so when you run those stretch plays, those toss sweeps and those jet motions, you, you get out on the edge with our corners and our safeties, 
and and our linebackers who are very undersized. So you can leave those D tackles in the middle and you don't even have to touch them. You just sweep up to the next level. Um, and so it just, cause those backside guys have no chance of making the play. And so yeah. that's just good offensive, you know, coaching. They saw, good game okay, plan. exactly. Um, and, and that, that bears itself out and sorry, I mean, you're up. No, you're good. Out. You're good. Yeah. The, so if you look at the tackles, Deshaun Davis, 10, Trey Matthews, eight, Daryl Williams, seven, Javaris Davis, five, Jamel Dean, five, Carlton Davis, four, like that's how many tackles and I have yet to reach a defensive lineman. Derek Brown comes in with four and then you had Marlon Davidson, two, Dontavious Russell, two, Jeff Holland, two, like defensive the- line didn't make any tackles. Mm-mm. So I shouldn't say any, but I mean, obviously they made some, but, but they were getting to the second level mm-hmm. almost at will. And then, you know, the reality is if, if you got two guys at, with the skill of Michelle and, uh, and Chubb get into the second level on any type of regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long day for you. And that's, right. With they, momentum they, and they yep. wore us down. Yeah. It, it just, <coughs> and it, I think it, that was more the, the case for the, for the lethargic, uh, for the lethargy in the fourth quarter than it was us, you know, quote, running out of gas or whatever. People forget like these are 19 year old kids. Yeah. And they're not, they're not tired from a month of playing football. Like I get it's a long season, but we're not talking about like 38 year old, dudes here these are young bucks that that are able to as long as they're not hurt Mm -hmm. you know regenerate the batteries (laughs) relatively quick yeah um and it was and then we got one dimensional on offense carry on johnson obviously not uh, hurt yeah he was hurt at all there's no bones about that yeah so um and then jared stidham kind of at the end there because basically georgia had the opportunity to do to us what we did to them where we we were in obvious passing downs and you saw a little bit of that happy feet from Stidham again uh, that you mm-hmm. saw against Clemson. Early in the year. Yeah. So, which, I mean, yeah. it's bound to happen when you're getting you, – you fumble that one early and it's like, oh, no. Like, then you, your internal clock is yeah, a lot faster. Exactly. Um, and so – but they were – and I will say this too. Jeff Holland was a nightmare for them last game, and they did a good job of – uh, putting a tight end on his side as well. And well, basically I was going to say, they brought him a lot of tackle. And, mm-hmm. uh, so they addressed that issue. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they coached They they coached. The scheme was, was fantastic, and, and they executed on it. That's really, as a fan, you're happy to be in the game and have a shot. But, um, yeah, they out-schemed us. That's, that's really all there is to it. And then to your point of we were forced a little bit into being one-dimensional, but the reality is, People are going to say this is a blowout. This was 13 to 7 going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think I texted you. I think I texted Kevin saying, look, man, as bad as we've played the last 20 whatever minutes of game time, a touchdown right here cures all wrongs. And then, you know, of course, they turn it over and uh, George goes down, scores a touchdown, gets the two point conversion. And then, the yeah, on, we're on the 40, our 40, <laughs> or 45, yeah. and carry on has a I mean, seam moving. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, and then that DN just stuck his claw out there and got yep, the football. Boom. So that's like you said, the, the ball is not round, it bounces certain ways. It definitely bounced George's way a couple times, and, and they took advantage of it. And, well, we should have fallen on that first fumble. We did fall Agreed. on it, and then it squirted out. But um, it's a little squirt, yeah, yeah. But hey, you know, like I said in the podcast last week, you know, Georgia had probably had five big plays uh, like ours this past week that totally, you know, they're there, they're there, they're there, and then just 
they they get a stop and then penalty and then you know like when we stopped them with eight minutes and then we had 12 men on the field mm-hmm. on punt return it's like are you stinking kidding me um, really 114 yards rushing mm-hmm. which well, is and i didn't understand why like i mean it felt like we just didn't trust our other running backs to do anything it's like yeah. i mean it carry i mean carry on's great and can you know bust plays more than you maybe know, the next guy but it's nothing wrong with cam can, martin no or you know devin barrett or any of these like you know he's a freshman malik but he was a four-star like yeah malik miller too i mean there's there's plenty of guys that mm-hmm. i feel like we should have got the ball to a little bit more but yeah uh, that's how the cookie crumbled championship weekend which also shout out ucf for that thriller um they're about to blow it? our doors off <laughs> in, the, in the peach bowl mark it down right now bet it bet at ucf money line got it not just like a this is not just like a sore bottom auburn fan saying that like this is their super bowl we literally have to go back into the same building it all fell apart and zero we're national, interest in being there yeah, we wanted to go like, we wanted to go back but we wanted to go back yeah a for the national later. championship yeah. exactly uh, all those things so speaking so. of the playoff and i know noah is just as angry as uh as as I, I am, hear him in the background. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, the so Jared kind of hinted at the college football ranking. So obviously, one through three was the no obvious. Surprise. It was Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia. Um, which you know, I've heard the argument for Georgia to maybe be higher because in you know de facto they beat everyone on their schedule. Um, you know, per se. I hate that argument. I know it sounds stupid because they lost, but whatever. Um, yeah, and, and and I'm sure Clemson would have lost to Syracuse had Syracuse made it to the, SC, <laughs> the ACC title game. It's like so stupid. Yeah. Um. But anywho, uh, so those three, you know, Oklahoma two, uh, Georgia three, and then the big question was between Ohio State or Alabama. Ohio State playing in the Big Ten Championship game against undefeated at number four, Wisconsin. Um, and Alabama sitting at home playing their, their thumbs. Um, so Playing Jane. Yeah. Jill. Jill. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Jane, Jane's Tarzan. Jill oh, is, yeah. Jill's your best friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so you, you – now, rewind, I wish this was one of those things you get into a time machine. And to Little St. Nick last year saying that he believes you should have to win your conference championship to go to the college football playoff. Fast forward 365 days, old St. Nicky sitting on the outside looking in. I think that this and team, if you look at, yeah, best four teams, I think if you look at our resume. Body at, work. Yeah. We we deserve. Of we course, deserve he's gonna sell it. I know, but it's just like it's so funny how it's just people go, yeah, yeah. And it's like, do you not see what this man just said? And this isn't me hating Alabama because I, I mean, hater what not Nick Saban. You have to respect what that man's been able to do. He's the most respected coach in college football. I mean, period. There's yep, probably the greatest of all time. And he, so everyone takes what he says as truth, especially in the great state of Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. you might as well write it in stone tablets. And 
he Red says on the page. Yeah. Um, not that far. Not that's a little too far. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you just, he goes back on it and it's like, yep, nope. What he says is right. It should be the, t- the top four. And I agree with you. Uh, you mentioned it earlier that, you know, Bama should be in. And I agree 100%. So I want to say that before we start. So you and I both believe that the top four is correct, right? Yes. Okay. Now, here's my beef. Is last week also, and I know everyone, you're hearing this all the time. But so you have Nick Saban now saying, so there's one contradiction. Nick saying, we deserve a chance, even though we didn't play or win our championship game. Two, um, the committee last week also saying that between five and eight, there is very minuscule separation between the teams. And then this week, Alabama is just head and shoulders above everyone. Um, you know? I like, agree with that. that so that, that's like, okay. So yep. that's two yeah, times. Yeah, what's Kirby Hocutt or whatever his name is? Yeah, that's two times you see, you know, these arguments that it's like, oh, well, it's, it's handy for me in this situation, so here I am. You know, like, this is just the way it's, this works for me right now, so I'm going to say it, and now my team's in. And so I just and, – and I will say this, too. People who think that the playoffs should go to more than four teams. I'm one of those people. Okay, well, what does that so- – oh, hold on. Well, I'll let you say your piece about the rankings about Bama and Ohio State, and then we'll get into whether or not it should expand. And that's what – that'll be our closing – That'll be our closing conversation. Yeah, okay. So everyone's all worked up about the committee. You have to look at this committee as a roulette wheel. Mm-hmm. One spin of the wheel or one week of games doesn't affect the other. So they'll say something three weeks ago, and then they'll totally back out of what they said yeah. and change because they're human beings, and there's recency bias, and there's all those things. So I, I understand where people are coming from. Um, but I, and, and I would say, you know, logically that makes sense, but this committee is looking at teams quite literally on a week to week basis. Now, if you break it down to say, okay, there's a huge gap between what were two close teams. There's now a huge gap gap. playing. Yeah. Without one of them playing then. Okay. That's to me is a little fishy, but you know, they're, they're, it's. I look and say, Ohio State has two losses. The Iowa loss and the fashion in which they did it is unforgivable. Mm-hmm. The losses mean more than the wins. That's ultimately that's what the committee is telling you. Right. The well, losses it, mean more than the wins. Yeah. So basically, the committee is saying don't lose by thirty-one to Iowa because I think if if Wisconsin, if if they lose by like a game-winning field goal or something like that, if they lose by three, and, I think they're in. It's not. I was gonna say it's not. Don't lose to Iowa. It's don't get blown out by Iowa. Right. Lost by thirty, dude. Yeah, thirty. That's yeah. bad. It, um, Clemson lost to a very bad team, but they lost bro, close. Syracuse hasn't won a game since. Since then, yeah. Fun fact. I know. Uh, I will say I, I thought it was funny that USC. It's just it. It's so funny on how totally ignored. Exactly. I mean the totally exact ignored. same resume and looked good beating a very good. Stanford team that everyone admitted was a got so much better throughout the year 
and it had gotten so much better since their last meeting against USC. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just another year where USC's like right on the outside. And they're like, oh man, if USC would have just, but I mean, See, so, but that's my, that's my argument for the 18 playoff. You have five major conference champions, which is great for the TV networks because then you can sell those spot those games as an entry into the playoff. You have enough bandwidth to put a team like UCF in there, which yeah. is so. What the committee has told you is teams in non-power five conferences are immediately eliminated from from national championship contention before the season starts, unless they play like Alabama or you know they play like a big power five school at the start of the season. Yeah, but how when's that going to happen? When is Alabama going to sign up to play UCF, USF, Boise? Well, I was going to say, remember when Boise Nobody. played Georgia? I mean, like, Boise used to do that. And they beat them. Nobody wants to play these guys. Yeah. That's what it boils down. So you have you It's have a lose-lose for Power 5 teams. Correct. So, and then you have the bandwidth to put in one of those undefeated Power 5 teams, which, I mean, listen, if you're going to be in a Power 5, you have to – non-Power 5, excuse me, you have to go undefeated. That's it. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta go undefeated, and then we'll, we'll let – and I would even contend you got to beat some teams pretty good, a la – what UCF did this year, and, oh. and if Memphis, if Memphis would have been undefeated, that'd have been a team I'd have been willing to put in. Because um, I think the upset thing is what people love most about March Madness, and that's what it introduces. Mm-hmm. And then you have two, you have two at-large bids, which would would have left plenty of room for Alabama. The reality is, you got to draw the line somewhere. So yep. I, I get the take of like. Okay, whether you debate four or five, you're going to debate eight or nine, and I understand that. But it gets this whole conference champion, non-conference champion, all this garbage out of the way. Five games, if you win them, you're in. The networks can sell that for a ton of money. You're able to get these teams that can go undefeated and get the chance to participate. And then you have two at-larges that say, hey, these divisions within these conferences are all catawampus to where – I mean, I'm I'm putting myself in – Bama shoes. If we go undefeated next year and lose to Bama on the road, and we're out of the East, or sorry, we're out of the West because we lost to Bama at the end of the year, like, does that mean we're not one of the top eight teams in the country, or or you know don't shouldn't shouldn't get the right to play for the for the championship? I don't that part I don't buy. So, well, it um, doesn't matter if it's eight teams or four teams because we got a pretty good chance of getting. <laughs> it, so, well, up now we do, yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's just that's clear. the thing that drives me nuts too. Is I'm like, okay, like you, it just makes it 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 makes no sense to me. Like what? that they can just and I get it, they're good, but like I just I I can't understand. Like if I'm Auburn, all right, let's just. Well, the difference is they they were undefeated going into the game. We had two losses, right? That's the but I'm just saying. So as an Auburn fan, you know, let's we've scheduled these Clemsons and these Oregons. So, okay, we win those games. Let's run the table. Washington next year. Yeah, so let's let's run the table. And let's just throw the game against – not throw the game, but, you know, let's, let's lose kind of a close game. Because if we're being honest, everyone and their mother said Auburn dominated that football game. Didn't yeah, blow, Didn't blow out Alabama, but it was a dominating win for Auburn. Um and so Bama's in. So if we keep it within a field goal or, you know, a touchdown game, 
and we have one loss, then all right, let's sit on our couch, let's rest up, and let's get ready to go play a playoff game against the number one team yep. in the country. You know, yeah, I mean, I, it's just I agree. So, and it, the it, the confusing thing with the committee is, and I know you say it's like a roulette table, and I think that's a very valid illustration and point, but you. You can't say, oh, look at what happened in the regular season, though, with these guys. Like, I know they won their Big Ten championship, but, oh, look what happened in the regular season. Mm. And then, like, with, uh, you know, these teams, and they talk about how important it is to them to win a the, – like, the main point they always say is conference championships, conference championships, yeah. conference championships, conference championships. And then – Somebody wins. This is back-to-back years, and everyone's like, oh, you know, it's uh, 14 out of 16 teams have been conference champions. That means we've had this for four years. So what's four times four, everyone? That's right, 16. 16. Right. So 14 out of 16 sounds great, but that means 50% of the time we've had the playoff, a non-conference champion has gone to the playoff. So how can you say that that is one of the most utmost important things when 50% of the time it isn't? Well, that's 50% of the instances. I mean, I would say it's 15% of the time or what is it, 87, 14 out of 12% of the time. It's not the case. I think Cowherd says it best when he always says it means something. It doesn't mean everything. Right. So it means a lot. But you have two losses. Yes, you're a conference champion. You have two losses. Sorry. But it means a lot to them when they want it to mean a lot to for the their teams. argument. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And when it helps them make a point, then it means a lot. So that's where I think the upheaval and the anger from fans come is because they're trying to get a gauge on this. And I think coaches and players, too, and trying to get a gauge and see, okay, these are things that really matter to the committee. So if we do these things, we'll be in a favorable light with the committee. Right. And then they do it, and then nothing happens. And they're just like, ah, okay. So obviously, <laughs> that's not correct. Yeah. Right. But then – Yeah, best uh, – quote, best four teams is a very loose set it's, of uh, parameters. It's so subjective. I mean, that, like – It's entirely subjective. Like, what's best to me – like, I like – here's a great example right here. I like going to see superhero movies. Jared would rather stick a toenail – or stick a nail under his big toe and kick a wall than go to that's those movies. That's about right. So, yes. I don't know that, about that, but close. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is like they're two totally different things for people. And so you put these 13 people in a room and with the debate between Alabama and Ohio State, what, like three or four people in that room had – affiliation with the school so yeah, they have to three leave. had to recuse themselves yeah yeah so what you have like 10 people in a room talking about what you know football yeah it's what just it, about. i don't know it just is it a perfect system obviously not is it better than what we had yes so and it's still so young and we're still figuring it out but it's like this has been back-to-back years and now granted i will preface it with this what we're doing right now they love because this is what the playoff has created is for a month mm-hmm. now, we're going to be sitting here talking about this Yep, for a month. Everyone's going to be chit-chatting just like we were with Penn State last year. That's um, what they want. 
And so it's it's perfect for them, but it just that part gets confusing for me. I just that you can be sitting at home and be in. Um, whether yeah, so you people the, yeah. people that want systematized should want eight teams. Win your conference champion, you get or win your conference championship, you get a spot. That's it. Right. Go undefeated outside the power five, you get a spot. Mm-hmm. I agree. But yeah, and then so there's two bone, you know, throw a bone. Mm-hmm. So I think that would increase play in, in the early part of the season too. If you knew as a coach, all I and the Power Five especially, all I have to do is win my conference. I think they'd play a lot more big games outside of the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is great for the early part of the season. I agree. I agree. But yeah, it's just like you know you, they talk about Clemson, and it's like okay, yeah, they have this bad loss to Clemson or to to Syracuse. But look what they, you know, the dominating performance again. You know, they had big wins early in the season, and then you know they had that loss late. They were kind of struggle bus in there for a little while, and then you know they crushed Miami, mm-hmm. and so boom, they're conference champion. Look how they won their conference championship game. They're number one, and yeah. then you know it's just it, it's funny to hear them talk about. Because everything fluctuates a little bit between each team and why they're there, which I think is fine. Because at the end of the day, it's talking heads in a room. And, and don't even come at me with this SEC bias crap. Like, I swear I'll, I'll punch somebody in the face if you even yeah, think that that's, that's a thing. Garbage. Um, no. So, yeah, what? the SEC is still the best conference at the top. Yeah. So, even saying agree. all year. The, the bottom and the middle has fallen off, but. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put cream on cream, I'm still taking that conference. Yep. So No-brainer. So, yeah. So, Jared and I survived the weekend. Those are kind of our thoughts. We'll be, we'll be having a special. We'll do like a 15-minute special on Thursday, Army-Navy. Got to pick. Got to pick one. I got one. I don't know the line is when I came. Um, but we're going to be getting together, out. too. We're going to get a uh, college football or a bowl pick them. Yeah, the Bulls just got released, everyone. so I should be able to get something out yeah. uh, probably by the end of this week. Yeah, so we'll, we'll set up that league, and we will Navy tell you. Maybe minus kinda, three. Ooh. Uh-huh. We'll be talking about what the reward is and yada, yada, yada. Um, so we'll be tweeting all that stuff out at pigskin underscore junkies on Twitter. Make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, blah, 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 blah. Do blah, what we blah. want you to do, damn it. Yeah. Um, so... It has been, sadly, I mean, you think about it, there's one regular season game left of college football, and then we just... And then bowl time. That's when you really make the money. Yeah. But then we just sit around, and we're like, ah. This is like the... Waiting for August. Yeah, like there's this, this lull between these games where, like, the NFL tries to suffice you on, like, Saturdays. Doesn't, doesn't cut And it. you're just like, ugh. Like, NFL is such a shit product. <laughs> Vikings are elite, though. Good. Uh, that is true. I'll give you that. That's kind of weird. Now that they I say that, really they'll, good. they'll lose out. Watch. Well, you just mushed them. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I'm hoping to reverse psychology them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got I to gotta protect myself, Jared. You know this. When are you getting your uh, Case Keenum jersey? Uh, never, because I don't think he's going to be our quarterback after this season. Why? I just don't think he will be. 
Excuse me. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe we'll okay. keep him. Maybe we will. I mean, we're not keeping Sammy B. All three of our quarterbacks this is the last sleeves, year of their contract. Sleeves is out. Yeah, sleeves yeah. is gone. Sleeves is gone. I hope Denver. they don't. They, I hope they don't give Case a, a long deal, but they could franchise him. Yeah, I think that actually probably is a move. And then what? Give Teddy like a two-year deal, three-year deal? Because I feel like you got more leverage with Teddy to say, "Hey, like yeah. you." And we stuck. Hey, dude, we stuck leg. by you. Yeah. So take a little less money, and if Case sucks, you're in. So yeah, Case like a suitcase. Ah. <laughs> uh. This is true. One guy so, told me that one time. That's how, he, that's how he described his name. Case. Like a suitcase. Like, oh, God. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> I, was, I was confused for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I thought it was like Casey. Like, you know. Yeah. Like with a guy, yeah. Um, It's an interesting character, to say the least. <laughs> yep. So that's, that's talking the NFL on this show. Um, and, yeah. And that was talking NFL. No hockey. No hockey. Podcast today. over. Yep, podcast is over. So for myself, Michael Larson, and the big brother, Jerry Larson, we're out of here. You have a great week, and we will talk to you Friday morning. See ya. Suck the <laughs>